The FBI finally turns over the Joe Biden bribery document. Former President Trump is indicted over the handling of classified materials. Plus, protests grow over the in-your-face promotion of Pride Month. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden and the stunning yet not surprising revelation of a $5 million bribery scheme involving Biden and a Ukrainian energy company when Biden was vice president. I say stunning yet not surprising because we've known for several years now that Biden and his family are in the business of pay for play and corruption. We've seen the documents in the emails and the texts and the references to the big guy. So this revelation is not surprising. Yet it's still stunning to me because we now have a group in Congress that is willing to pursue the truth, to hold organizations like the FBI accountable. So what's the story? The House Oversight Committee heard from a whistleblower who said that Joe Biden was actually under investigation back in 2020 for activities he was involved in as a sitting vice president. Let me repeat that the FBI was investigating potential illegal activities of our then vice president. The FBI created a document of the investigation and then probably buried it. The whistleblower brought this document and investigation to light and then the committee ordered the FBI to turn it over. This is where the stonewalling began. After numerous attempts by the committee to obtain the document, including threats of contempt charges, the FBI turned over the information and what the document contains is an account of executives with the Ukrainian company Burisma Holdings authorizing payments of $5 million to several Biden family members, including Joe Biden. Here's Congressman Byron Donalds. This document also stipulates that, according to the confidential human source, that money was being moved through several accounts, multiple accounts, to get to Joe Biden. I'm going to say it again. Money was moved on purpose through multiple accounts to get to Joe Biden. This is just crazy. Now, Congressman James Comer, who chairs the House Oversight Committee, just received the FBI 1023 document on Thursday under threat of FBI Director Christopher Wray being held in contempt of Congress. That's what it took to get the document. Here's Comer explaining what happened next. Well, the deal to postpone the contempt vote uh, was predicated on not only letting all my committee members read and have access to that Form 1023, but also to, to view additional 1023s. Remember, two weeks ago, the FBI denied any existence whatsoever of a Form 1023 pertaining to Joe Biden and bribery. Now we've learned there are three. This was just one document today. Three documents. Three documents that were just buried by the FBI. They uncover information about Biden corruption, and then they just ignore it. Here's more. Anyone I can speak with, uh, any parliamentary ability that I have, any subpoena I have, is going to be focused on trying to follow the money and trace it back to Joe Biden, because we all know that the president's son didn't have the ability to cut these deals with these foreign nationals and, and wire millions and millions of dollars through shell companies that were laundered then to the Biden family member. Somebody had to be in charge of this organized crime unit, and we believe that it was Joe Biden, and, and so did the FBI informant. As you know, Comer's committee has already announced 
findings of shell companies, payments for Chinese businesses, Romanian businesses, and more. Now we have this proof of an FBI investigation into Biden. When asked about these bribery charges, here's what Joe Biden had to say. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, Mr. President, a bunch of malarkey. A bunch of malarkey. Jeez with this guy. I hope Comer does continue to follow the money, and more importantly, that his investigation leads to actual prosecutions. All right, next let's talk about the indictment against former President Trump. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the indictment against former President Trump. And from the start, please keep two things in mind. First, this isn't like Democrat Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg indicting Trump earlier in the year. This indictment comes from Joe Biden's Justice Department. Both are similar in that they are bogus, but this one comes straight from the top, a clear weaponization of government to go after political opponents. And number two, this indictment came on the same day as the Biden bribery memo was turned over to the House Oversight Committee, the same day. Biden and his team are trying everything to bring down Trump while distracting from their own actual corruption. Now, information is still coming out on the Trump indictment, but this one deals with his handling of classified documents. You know, the issue that resulted in an FBI raid on his residence? As reported by Newsmax, there are seven counts to the indictment, including willfully retaining national defense secrets in violation of the Espionage Act and making false statements in an obstruction of justice conspiracy. Now, keep in mind that Obama had classified documents, Pence had classified documents, Joe Biden had classified documents, dating back to 1974. Unlike Trump, Biden had no authority to declassify anything, and yet boxes of classified documents were sitting in his garage. Where's the FBI right there? Here's former acting attorney general, Matt Whitaker, talking about the latest effort to get Trump. Um, I think this you know, obviously proves Donald Trump's point that he has been targeted uh, with uh, investigations and prosecutions. Uh, at, a, at an unprecedented clip. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it looks like uh, this Department of Justice is just not going to give up until they, you know, believe they're going to get Trump. Biden's team won't stop. And in this case, we are talking about team member Merrick Garland, who serves as Biden's attorney general and who has no problem using the power of the FBI and the entire Justice Department to threaten and intimidate conservatives into silence. For those who refuse to be silent, Garland goes after them. Here's more. Well, Merrick Garland put in his hand-picked special counsel uh, to handle this investigation. And obviously, in the case of Joe Biden, he put his hand-picked uh, special prosecutor in that seat as well. And, and it was intentional who he picked and, and, and their you know, reputations. And I, he appears to be very much willing to do the bidding of the Biden White House and unfortunately, I think has weaponized the Department of Justice beyond what was ever imaginable. Whitaker was asked about the difference between the case of Joe Biden and classified documents and Donald Trump's case, which, as I mentioned earlier, resulted in an FBI raid and now a federal indictment. You know, the, Donald Trump's case, I think, uh, is stronger for President Trump than Joe Biden's case, because as president, Donald Trump could have declassified these documents. 
certainly they're considered presidential records. In the case of then Vice President Biden, none of those uh, arguments would apply. But, you know, the only uh, card that Joe Biden has to play right now is a DOJ policy that you can't indict a sitting president. And so that's, I think, one of the only differences as we sit here today as to why we're, they're proceeding with Donald Trump and why we haven't heard a peep out of Rob Herr and the Joe Biden investigation. Now, many of the other GOP presidential candidates have come out with statements denouncing the indictment, and good for them. DeSantis said the weaponization of government represents a mortal threat to a free society, and he's absolutely right. Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted, I never thought we'd see the day when the U.S. president deputizes the DOJ to arrest his lead rival in the middle of an election. What's going on is true banana republic stuff. And if we continue to hope as a nation that we are some kind of beacon of justice for the world, we must clean house within our own government. All right, next let's talk about the radical leftists who are pushing Pride Month down everyone's throat. And if you protest or speak out, you might just get violently attacked. This week, mostly Armenian parents protested a school board meeting in Glendale, California regarding a whole month of so-called pride activities where sexualized topics are being forced upon children. They need to stop asking little children what they sexually identify as. Children are not sexual beings, nor should they be. The sexualization of children is pedophilia. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm completely against the law that they're trying to pass to teach little kids in the school, six years old, to decide about sexual things. They don't even know what's going on. Now, these concerned parents were met by counter-protesters, such as Antifa members who, of course, were masked up and some were donned in full riot gear. Do you think they were planning on a mostly peaceful protest? Well, things did turn violent, and one of the people arrested has been identified as Eric Boyd, an Antifa member who has a previous arrest for child sex crimes. Later, he was convicted on another charge of assault with a deadly weapon. All of this because parents are speaking out regarding the effort, which is completely obvious in its Marxist approach of pushing sexual content and topics and ideology on children. In Canada this week, an Edmonton teacher was recorded telling Muslim students that if they don't embrace and celebrate pride activities, then they don't belong in Canada and should leave. Here's part of the audio. Well, I'll tell you, you were out to lunch. If you think it's access, accept, uh, acceptable to not show up because you think there's some pride activities going on at school, right? Oh, that's fine. You know, because I'm going to show my opinion by hanging out at the mall. It goes two ways. If you want to be respected for who you are, if you don't want to suffer prejudice for your religion, your uh, color of skin, your whatever, then you better give it back to people who are different from you. This is just outrageous. She is yelling at these kids. You have to sacrifice your religious beliefs and embrace Pride Month. That is 100% wrong. Being tolerant does not mean acceptance or celebration or participation. Here's more. Because that is not what Canada believes. We believe in freedom. We believe that people can marry whomever they want. That is in the law. And if you don't think that should be the law, you can't be Canadian. You don't belong here. And I mean it. I really mean it. And it's not a joke, Manzoor. I said back and forth. You want it, you got to give it. Can you believe this? 
But this is what happens when Marxist ideology is allowed to spread. The whole idea is to tear down the structures of society, to rip out normalcy, and if you disagree, you are the enemy. Okay, so we have Joe Biden involved in bribery, his Justice Department going after Trump, and radical leftists pushing a sexual agenda on children. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First, we have Kamala Harris, who makes it no secret that the left's climate agenda should be used to control everything, even the World Bank. We believe addressing the climate crisis should be a critical part of the mission of the World Bank. Yep, adopt the climate agenda or else. It doesn't matter that the left's climate policies hurt our national security, hurt our energy security, involve the exploitation of children, and are not even green. The only thing that matters is control. And now, some breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee. And the first picks up on the story that America does indeed have crashed alien spacecraft. Pentagon struggling to explain all 437 Earth genders to aliens. And then, in the latest announcement from Supreme Leader Biden, we have this. The U.S. is not a banana republic, says Biden while showing off cool new uniform. It's so true. Every country that we've criticized for decades for election interference, political intimidation, kangaroo courts can now say, hey, at least we're not as bad as Joe Biden's America. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.